1: Jay Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, man. The roadmap to the Knicks 2023-2024 season is set as the NBA releases the schedule for the upcoming regular season. So the Knicks begin uh, opening night at home on October 25th against the Boston Celtics. That will be a nationally televised game on ESPN. The Knicks are scheduled to have 20 televised, uh, nationally televised games across ESPN, ABC, and TNT. 25, if you include the NBA TV games as well, uh, that is six most in the NBA. So Knicks getting a lot of love when it comes to national TV exposure. Uh, that's over 30% of their games. You count all 25. So uh, definitely a lot of exposure for the Knicks this upcoming season. Uh, things did not start out so great for the Knicks in terms of how the schedule looks. So you got 12 of your first 16 matchups against teams who were either in the playoffs or in the playing the uh, uh, last season. The Knicks also have 12 back-to-backs this season. As I saw Tommy noted on Twitter, uh, eight of them come in the first two months of the season. So no rest for the weary as things begin. According to Ian Bailey, the league average uh, for this season is nine back-to-backs for opposing teams or other teams. So Knicks have a higher number of back-to-backs than the average number for the rest of the league. So interesting note there. Also, Matt Moore of the uh, Action Network pointed out that uh, New York will have just eight games where they will have a rest advantage over their opponent, meaning they'll come off a one-day rest and the other team is playing a back-to-back, or they'll have four days rest and the other team has two days rest. There's only eight instances of that over the course of the 82-game season. That is tied for fifth fewest in the NBA. By comparison, the Celtics, with Knicks play opening night, uh, have the most rest advantage games uh, over their opponent. They have 16 of those matchups over the course of the season. So, Tommy, initial takeaways from the Knicks' schedule release.
0: Yeah, as you know, DJ, it's a, it's a kind of tough uh, challenge straight out of the gates. Um, obviously, we got the Celtics opening night. Um, then you got the Hawks, Pels back to back with the Cavs, um, a, a home away, you know, one of those series. Then you got the Bucks, Clippers. So th- that, that initial stretch is really difficult. Um, you mentioned a lot of back to backs up early on. Then in early November, things get a little bit easier. Um, you got the Spurs, Hornets. Uh, Celtics, Hawks, and then the Wizards, Hornets uh, again. So that's a, you know, kind of a, a little bit of an easing. Um, you know, a yep. lot of the ways coaches like to break it down is it basically into, you know, that the NFL will do four game, you know, how do we start our first four games, you know, break into the three, four game, you know, kind of quadrants, four game stretches. A lot of coaches do the same way, 20 game, 20, 20. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see kind of how the Knicks start off. Um, uh, you know their, their first 10 games can they get off to a solid start can they get seven to three you know probably settle for six and four we'll take a, di- yep. a, a deeper dive into the, the the actual games themselves maybe do a little um mike and the mad dog win loss win loss win 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 type thing yeah. um, once we get closer to the season but um i'll just say this uh yes the season's difficult the, the start of the season the schedule is difficult but i think it's less important then in years past, the Knicks get off to a blazing hot start. Um, they have a lot of confidence that they, you know, the, obviously they built momentum. You want to keep that going from the end of last season into the postseason, sure. into this regular season. But, um, you know, again, the, you know, with, with Tibbs and, and you know, mostly, most importantly, Brunson, Randall, Hart, um, you know, Barrett, these guys have, you know, uh, you know more so the, the older players have a proven track record. Um, there's there'll be less kind of fear mongering and and just kind of craze from Knicks fans if for some reason they're um, you know six and seven six and eight through 14 games something along those lines obviously not the ideal scenario but I think the Knicks as currently constituted are more able more capable of bouncing back as we saw just last season um, than certainly teams have been in years past
1: yeah I think I've been kind of hinting at and I'm not stepping away from it that I think the Knicks will get off to a really good start this season in part because one they have a lot of continuity two yep. um they essentially are a team that has the same coach over the last four years so continuing uh that continuity so like I, I think the Knicks are in a position to actually come in and play play pretty well. So when I saw the schedule come out and it was a little more tricky than I expected a little annoyed by that only just because I thought hey the Knicks got some uh, easy, you got an easy schedule to boot. They would come in and kind of just maul some teams, and maybe get off to a quick, you know, 13 and five or, you know, a 15 and six kind of start. So the, there's some really good teams here that there's playing to start the season. And of course you got the Celtics on opening night. Uh, then again, Hawks, Pels, Cavs, in and in a home and home Bucks, Clippers. That's how you start the season. I do think though, on the flip side, the fact that I, I, I expected Knicks to come in and, and play well to start the season Gives me confidence that I'm not concerned so much that this is not the easiest way to start. That you have so many back to backs, that you have so many uh, former playoff teams or playing teams from last season looking to prove themselves this year. Uh, I think if there's any team in the NBA that actually will be able to handle that kind of load uh, this year, will be the Knicks. There again, there are a lot of other teams who are bringing in new players. You know, the Celtics are ushering in a seven foot three, stretch five. Uh, They've lost Marcus Smart. Who's um, dealing with uh, plantar
0: fasciitis and may not be able
1: to Right, play. who may not even play. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how he goes. I know they said they were out four to six weeks of recovery on that kind of injury. That injury could be very nagging. Uh, the Heat potentially could be bringing in a Dame Lillard by the time this all starts. So you got other teams. Uh, Sixers, of course, new coach and then all the other chaos that they're dealing with. So some of those teams in the East, uh, they're dealing with things that are not going to maybe make the first few weeks easy. I'm not saying those teams are going to fall off the face of the earth. But I think the Knicks coming in, you've only lost Hoppin, You add... Dante DiVincenzo, everyone else is the same. You got two players playing, uh two key players playing international ball in or three, I guess I can't heart With Brunson, Hart, and RJ, those guys will come in, uh hit the ground running, I think. Knicks could be in for a good good start to the season. So, tough early games, but I think the Knicks watch uh comport themselves pretty well early on.
0: I, I, that's a really good point about the continuity factor. Um, and we've talked about it. Um, nba.com uh, broke down the percentage of minutes played by rotation players carrying over to the next season. So, um, as you know, Obi's really the only rotation player no longer on the team um, being replaced by DiVincenzo, who, as we know, has a, is very familiar with Brunson and Hart. So it's not like, you know, and he's the type of guy that can kind of get in where he fits in. um, You ask him to do a number of things. He's not a guy that's ball dominant. He's not a point guard that's going to, you know, figure out how to run an offense. Um, So I do, I, I really think that's an important point to make. Um, especially in today's NBA, you know, um, in years past, you would have three weeks of, tra- you know, the infamous Pat Riley training camps where they yeah. practice twice a day, you know, three hour runs and, you know, sweat and, and blood and tears and, and all that yeah. other stuff five you know six preseason games where you play your starters 30 plus minutes um, yep. and, and practice on days on day of games the day after preseason games etc um, that's no longer the case you know it's uh, so so that is more it's like the NFL um you can't practice tackling as much you know you don't yeah. you, they don't you, you don't play your starters together especially you, you know you're starting you know 11 on offense may not see the field for a second in the preseason right um, yeah you know so it's it's important to have talented players that know how to tackle that were coached well in college um yes. you know things like that because it's it's more difficult it's it's more challenging to coach those guys up so to speak um, and it, so it's similar in the, in the, NBA in that respect. So, um, you mentioned that the heat, you know, could have a, their, you know, their, their entire team turned over, um, a, a week before the start of the preseason, a week before the start of the regular season, who knows, who knows what's going to go on in Philly. Um, who knows if the Celtics new piece is going to, you know, they're going to have to work him in without Marcus Smart as, you know, that's been the kind of the engine of that team, uh, for so long. So, um, yeah, I, I think if there was ever a team that could handle, um, uh, you know, difficult, you know, uh, challenging uh, group of games out of the gate it's the knicks um and also in in terms of the back-to-backs we know tibbs has been reticent to go past the nine-man rotation to yeah. reduce those guys minutes maybe this is the year where you know the knicks analytics guys get in his ear and say listen he's <laughs> you know and it may circle back to something you've talked about often do they extend him before, prior to the start of the season maybe Let's that presume. gives him a little bit of insurance, you know. Listen, tips. You don't have to, you know, you know, uh, win November. Let's let's focus yeah. on winning April in the postseason and things along those lines. So, obviously, something we'll keep an eye on and something we'll talk with you guys about uh, early often.
1: What do you think, quickly, on the amount of national TV games? I mean, twenty-five across uh, all four networks. Twenty-three across the main one. Twenty across the main one. Six uh, most in the NBA. That's a lot. I mean, I know it's a New York market, so I know they love the national. Market loves that. But I didn't even expect, I think, that many national TV games with the Knicks. The Knicks got plenty of uh ABC games as well where they'll be, you know, really featured as a solo act. You know, you got a Heat national TV game, a Laker one, a Boston one. So what do you, what do you think of so many of the national slates for the Knicks this year?
0: Yeah, I think. And that's the important part, because the Knicks have like had games, national, a lot of national TV games on their schedule before. But a lot of it's the late TNT game or, uh, yeah. you know, an NBA TV game. Right. AB, those standalone ABC games like those are the ones that, you know, tell you that you've kind of reached the upper echelon. Um, and yeah. And to be honest, I'm not overly surprised. Um the Knicks uh, are, I think they finished with the, you know, you know, top 15 best record in the NBA in terms of defensive efficiency, you know, uh, when the, when you combine the East and the West. So um, yeah. and then and then you, so they're a good team. And then you factor in the New York market. Obviously, um, NBA wants to have LeBron's game at the Garden, his lone trip to the Garden. You want that on national TV. You want Steph on national TV, where he broke Ray Allen's record, where he scored fifty-four and kind of put his, uh, you know, name uh, on the map, so to speak, saying that, yep. that he's here to stay. Um, you know, uh, so so those are the type of games um, that the, the NBA essentially is looking for any excuse. To uh, to to showcase one of its you know the world's most famous arena, one of its elite venues. Um, so the Knicks being good, having a stud in Brunson, um, an All-NBA player, in Randall, and uh, you know, and, and and talented roster around those guys. Um, you know, let's uh, let's hope now the Knicks show up and, and you know those games are important games. For the second yeah. game.
1: the
0: Knicks you know stay in the top.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, last time the happened had the team.